Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our reading this morning, our first reading this morning, from Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 12. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority, and in him also you, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Christ our Lord is both the the Lord of the living and of the dead. As Lord of death, the death that our bodies endure serve God's purposes. For we only have life within him in the first place. Not are we born through the power of God, we also die through the power of God. He is the Lord over death. And God uses our bodies as part of his recreative process. And through that process, we can perceive the dying body from three perspectives. Number one, the body of sin. Number two, the body of Christ, that is the church. And number three, the body of new life in the world to come. Assigning our body's form and from these perspectives helps us to perceive the recreated human body. Burleson and Hotke used the first half of Luther's great flood prayer in the baptismal rite and serves as a vehicle to explain these three perspectives. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemn the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved... Believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned the hard-hearted Pharaoh and all of his hosts in the sea. You led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing a washing of your holy baptism. Through baptism in the Jordan River, your beloved son, Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood, a lavish washing away of sin. I'd never thought about it this way until the article I read from Burleson and Hotke. But death is the center of all three of these images. First, in Genesis with Noah and the destroying of the unbelieving world, the saving of only eight. Second, in Exodus, the crossing of the Red Sea, where Egypt completely is perished and wiped out, yet Israel lives. And third, in Jesus' acceptance of death and his resurrection as God's pattern for recreating human creatures in death and then by resurrection. The flood prayer calls upon God to drown all sin and death in sin. All sin that has been inherited from Adam, all sin that has been committed, all sin that will be committed, which, by the way, is not a license to continue to sin as well. 
But baptism is the means. It is the means of God's recreation. It is the renewing of his creation through baptism, which destroys the effects of sin. The body of sin must be put to death. In baptism, baptism is the experience by which God drowns the old Adam and Eve. God puts the body of sin to death. So death to the body of sin is now a constant feature in Christianity. This is what Paul's saying in 2 Corinthians. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Christ's sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh, so death is at work in us, but also life in you. Note that death and resurrection is a manifestation of our bodies. It's not just a mind thing. It's not just a spirit thing. It's an actual physical reality that happens to our bodies. Our bodies are important. They're not a part of us. They are us. Aging, the loss of sight, the loss of hearing, the loss of muscle and bone density, this destruction that continues to happen all indicates that death is happening. Death is in our bodies. We carry it around with us. It is a present reality. When Jesus went down into the waters of the Jordan to be baptized, he united water in his name for all time so that death might be safe. Baptism is a safe death. Through the baptism of the Jordan River, your beloved son, Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood, a lashfish washing away of sin. What descended into the water is significant. The water was consecrated with the body of the one who would die and be rise again to new life as the one human, truly born human being. Jesus is a prototype. Jesus is the first fruits of what he's going to do. Jesus is a down payment. Jesus is the recreated humanity through baptism. By faith, our bodies die. By faith, our bodies have to die. They're going to die. But in baptism, they die safely. At the font, The believer dies, the crucified one's death. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Death and new life in Jesus takes place within the church. 
The church is Christ. We are his spiritual body. We die the crucified one's death. But we don't die alone. We die in the church. We die with the church. We rise in the church. We encounter a spiritual death in the church surrounded by the baptismal community and incorporated through baptism into the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. We are united with those who have already died. We're united with those who have already been born again. We're united with those who have already had new life. And we don't face physical death alone. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil because we make the journey with those who have already gone before us. With Jesus Christ, who is the firstborn, the down payment on the resurrection to new life. We make this journey with Christ who is with us and we who are in him. We make this journey with Emmanuel, God with us, God's incarnate son given unto us that God might tabernacle with him. We are his body and that body has already died. And it's been resurrected. Through the immersion of Jesus' death and resurrection, Christians have already encountered death by faith. The power of the resurrected Lord, our bodies are spiritually transformed. We do not yet have fully recreated bodies. They are still affected. They are still enduring the consequences of sin. But the renewal of our bodies, part of the entire creation's renewal has begun and it will be completed, but it will not be completed until the day of our Lord's coming. As Paul says to the Colossians, we have this treasure in jars of clay, showing the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us, always carrying in bodies the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies as well. Through our baptism into Christ, we are already dead. Death is a reality. Death is an experience. An experience that we've already gone through. And because death is already behind us, we live our life, our bodies, towards that which is to come, not towards that which lies behind. In the hope of our ultimate resurrection in him, we walk in a newness of life, a newness of life that spins back upon the old creation, bringing a foretaste of the resurrection and a renewal of that which is to come. The spirit is at work giving out life to our mortal bodies Life as God had, had intended for it all along. This has a fundamental implications on how we care for our bodies. Not just in a fundamental in indication on how we care for our bodies in this mortal life, but also how we care for those bodies in death. As the bearers of Jesus' life, those whose spirit has been transformed, we perceive the holiness of our bodies. We care for them as bearers of new life through baptism, both in life and in death, showing forth a true human form. We prepare for a physical death as those who have already died, knowing that the victory belongs to Jesus Christ in the first place. Our bodies are already incorporated into his living body. This is the stance of faith that allows us, that equips us to deal with bodily pain. This is the stance that allows us to deal with suffering that while we seek remedy for pain, which is appropriate, I'm not saying you can't have an aspirin here or there. 
I do mean to say that physical pain is a result of the fallen creation. And we can endure that fallen creation. We can endure that pain and we can do it honorably and justly. Knowing that we've fully been released from death by our baptisms into Jesus Christ. This is why the church steadfastly rejects self-medication and the legalization of hard drugs. Because fallen creation is so easily tempted to mask any, any little sadness of pain. And in the masking of pain, they also mask life. Fallen creation is so easily tempted to mask life and death with pot or opioids. Fallen creation runs to drugs in order to fall away from pain, and what they get out of it is more pain. It doesn't bring life. Our bodies are going to die. Our bodies are going to die. There's no escaping that, unless, of course, we live until seeing Jesus come again. Until then, death surrounds us. And yet we live in a culture that denies death at every turn. They seek to hide death at every turn. They seek to stave off death at every turn. It's like they're afraid of it. It's like they're terrified of it. This is what this, this made me so sad about this entire pandemic. A whole nation of people running desperately for their lives from the doors, finding someplace, hide me, hide me, hide me. I might die. Yes, you're going to die. Tomorrow, today, next week, car accident, moon rock could fall and hit you and you could die. Let us not be terrified of it. We prepare. We prepare. We look forward to the day when Jesus will call us from this veil of tears unto his heavenly realm. It is the reward God is going to give to his faithful, the resurrection into new life. We ought to face physical death directly. Do it without fear. We have already endured death through Jesus Christ. We have already experienced the foretaste of the resurrection and God's body and blood given unto us. Let us Let us face death. Let us recognize that since our conception, since our first breaths, we have been dying ever since. Our bodies are in decline. They have been in decline. Some of us are declining faster than others. But it is a fact of life. Better yet, a fact of death, I guess I should say. We can and we should tell our story. And we should tell it fully and we should tell it faithfully, which includes our death story. Diminishing and decaying, we make this journey. It is important that we, and the body of Christ with us, tell the story of our bodies and tell that story all the way to the very end. At the end of our earthly stories, our lips will say our last words. Our bodies will move their last moves. Our lungs will breathe their last breaths. Our hearts will beat their last beat. Our brains will make their last conscious thoughts. And our life will flee from this body of death. And a funeral, a godly funeral allows the church, the church's body, to review this earthly story as we entrust that body that is promised to be resurrected in Jesus Christ under the Lord God as we rest it in a columbarium or in the earth. Modern burial practices betray this human desire to, to forestall decay. It cannot be denied. 
natural burial, the earth will reclaim that which came from the earth through decay. Perhaps here, the meaninglessness of death is most noticeable. Death is one of the great enemies. Death is one of the great enemies. Along with sin and evil and Satan and hell, death is the denial of God. Death is the denial of God's life that he has promised unto us. We cannot make sense of death apart from the Lord God Almighty. We cannot twist it around to its ultimate meaning to think that it it means something greater than what it does. By itself, by itself, death is absolutely meaningless. Yet, the creator of the death of our bodies is just the penultimate stage of our body's story. Our death is the second to the last phase of eternal life. The last phase being our resurrection as Jesus has promised. Our baptismal death reaches completion as our physical death now becomes the doorway to eternal life. Our physical death is the doorway to eternal life. And Jesus is that door. And that door is baptism. That is the way that Jesus has provided for us. That is the way that he has pointed unto us. That is the way to everlasting life he has given unto us. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The crucified one. The risen from the dead one. The firstborn of the dead. The first fruits of a new world that God has promised unto each and every one of us. A down payment for our own resurrection. Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, the great potter is completing his work. And he completes that great work through death and ultimately in our resurrection. On this All Saints Day, we we applaud those who have gone before us in the faith. Despite the fact that we will miss their presence here. We look forward to our, our recreation. We look forward to our own resurrection. We look forward to meeting them in the new life that God has promised unto all of us, in, with, and under our baptism, in our faith in the Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.